0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Should I Call a Therapist? I'm Jane Margaret. Well, Chris called yesterday and asked me to please give an update on Mary's driver's license. So we better begin with that. Update is that she went to the eye doctor and she spent a million hours. I think she, actually she spent three hours doing a million eye tests at the eye doctor and they determined that she is 2040. So they signed her paperwork. They told her they had no idea why DPS or the little gal at DPS was so mean to her and did not allow her to have her license because they couldn't find any shortcomings except 2040, which is legal to drive. So that's great. So then she sends my dad to DPS. She cannot leave the apartment. She cannot be bothered. She had a cold. And so she wasn't feeling 100% in her defense. However, it is hilarious. Why would you ever think that someone else could just go pick up your driver's license? She did. So she sends my dad to DPS. And they said, sorry, sir, you have to get your driver's license in person. Oh, okay. Well, I have the papers. No, uh-uh. You. She needs to be here. So he calls her up and says, please let me pick you up. I will pick you up right downstairs of the apartment and drive you over there they'll take you right away and we can knock this out so she says oh okay finally so he picks her up she goes to the dps they make her take the eye test again there even though she has the signed paperwork from the eye doctor she fails the eye test at dps so she is hysterical She did not want to leave the apartment. She didn't want to go. She doesn't understand why these little girls are being so mean to her. All of it. And so she throws a legitimate fit at DPS and says, I am 81 and I need my driver's license. Do you understand how difficult it is for me to get out and about on a Thursday? And I have got to get, I am not leaving here without it. And they said, well, miss, we don't know. So the girl walks to the back. And never comes back. And my mom is getting more and more and more irate. So she says to a guy working at the next window, where did she go? And he said, she's gathering the papers. And the way my mother said it, she said it, that he said it just like this. She is gathering the papers. She is getting what you need to get your license and get out of here. And she was like, oh, well, then I guess we'll wait. So, <laughs> she she waits and they take her picture. She says it's the worst. Oh, she asked if she could please use the old picture. They said no, and she just cannot believe the photo that they took. She asked them to retake it, and they said no. So <laughs> she has to live with this. And they said you will be renewing in I can't remember if it was nine years. And she told them you'll be lucky if I'm alive in nine years. That's <laughs> what so she told them. They're like. No, you'll be lucky if you're alive in nine years. Anyway, that is... So she's driving. We're back legal. Everything's on the up and up in their household as far as driving is concerned. So that's the answer to that one. Hilarious. Um, Over Thanksgiving, and we did have a really great Thanksgiving. And so much fun with Lindsay and Aaron. It was really fun to have them in Houston. And... I had told y'all before that we were going to record an episode. The topic never came up, and I didn't want to push it because I didn't know if they wanted to or not, so I never brought it up, they never brought it up, and we were also jam-packed with the schedule, so I don't know when we would have fit it in, but also you just have to be in the exact right mindset to want to do it, and um, I don't know, we didn't do it, so no podcast with those two. Um, at some point, we'll talk about Run Club. I'll, I'll get into those stories and that. But um, for now, we'll just leave that alone. What was funny yesterday talking to Chris was I'm going to see him soon. And he said, now, don't forget, we're going to record while I'm there. And I said, what? And, yes, don't we, we have the podcast. And I thought that was so great. So now, of course, I'm a nervous wreck wondering, Chris sounds like Chris has bullet points and an actual outline agenda. So I'm a little bit nervous what he's going to tell y'all, and I guess that is yet to be determined, but um, that will definitely be entertaining. We might have to chop that up into a few episodes to uh, dole it out slowly, but that should be fun. Um, the other thing over Thanksgiving was my sister and I were um, on Thanksgiving evening. She came over with her wife and we had so much fun, just we it wasn't dinner it was a second dinner, but then just cocktails and just you know telling stories and visiting and so she and I are just casually talking, and we mentioned something about a grooming incident that we had had my dad had had when we had this particular dog and so yesterday, that was Thanksgiving night yesterday, I said to Bryce, "I've got to record podcast for Thursday." And I said, I just have nothing to talk about. And he cracked up because he's like, please, number one, when have you ever had nothing to talk about? But number two, you have to tell that groomer story. So here it goes. Um, I will begin the grooming story by giving you just a smidge of background in that uh, my mother is in m- more in the past, but she still does it, and avid um, needlepoint. She she spent her all of her free time needlepointing, and part of that was obtaining the canvases, the threads. She was very into the threads. I guess that's a whole. There's a whole subculture in needlepoint where a beautiful canvas is then, um, like a custom canvas, is painted by an artist specifically for you to your specifications with your colors, and then you ha- take it to the needlepoint store. And the higher end stores, then they select the threads. And the way that the um needlework looks different, like each um row might look different based on the textile that you use. You know, the heavy heaviness, or maybe it will have a um metallic, you know, air to it or whatever. So there's a whole art to selecting the threads, then which stitch do you use? And go down to the canvas. So, um, all through my childhood, we, my mother, and I spent Saturdays at the needlepoint store and she would make friends with the latest one and she'd be there for a couple years. And then maybe that would get worn out or the person would, I, I don't really know what happened, but let's just say that got worn out. That relationship got worn out or she got tired of what that person was carrying and would switch to another store. At one time there was a gal In San Antonio. Um, I don't know her last name, but her first name was Melissa. And she seemed like my sister's age. Maybe she was just a little bit older than my sister, but she was a really young, super hip gal. And she owned a needlepoint store. And it was in a little house, real, like right on the fringe of our neighborhood. And um, I think she lived in the house and just had the store in her living room. So it was almost like walking into her living room. She'd have um, the the um, canvases and then all the threads. And it was fun to go in there and look at the colors. I, I enjoyed looking at the colors. We would be there way too long. I mean, hours. So that was too long for me. But I still always wanted to go because I wanted to get out of the house. So I always joined my mom wherever she went. And in making friends with Melissa... Melissa had this beautiful um, black, like a solid black Cocker Spaniel. And that dog at one point had puppies. And so she asked if um, my parents wanted a puppy or, you know, where my parents, my parents always had a dog or mo- sometimes two dogs. And we weren't dog people at all. But my mother has always collected things. And so she would bring home, and she'd always bring home these wild, like, kind of rare dogs we had an Airedale and um, our most infamous dog was a sheep dog named Jim Scott and I mean a sheep dog in San Antonio Texas was the least practical um, breed that we could have but she knew someone who knew someone who knows how these dogs ever came about but they were always either kind of gifted to us or she would just pay a little bit of money and this is way back you know, in the seventies and eighties when, um, it wasn't as frowned upon, at least in Texas, it wasn't as frowned upon to have dogs from a breeder, maybe not a giant puppy mill, but someone's dogs had puppies and you would then take those puppies. That's pretty much how it worked. We had a black lab at one point, um, Lassa Opsa. Um, but one dog that we had was this black. Oh, so I'm sorry. Let me go back. Melissa's female Cocker Spaniel had puppies. And my mother came home and told my dad, guess what? We're getting a Cocker Spaniel. My dad threw a fit. No, no, no. I cannot take care of another thing. I'm already taking care of the three children. How will I take care of another dog? I'm I'm trying to simplify my life. I don't want it more complicated. And she said, great. Well, we're getting the dog at the end of the week. So dog comes home. And I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about Cocker Spaniels, but I've always heard through the conversation. You know how kids pick up conversations within the house. So, the conversation inside our house was that this was the worst dog ever. And she was mean, and she was not super bright. And I always, I mean, even as a little kid, I thought, I don't know if that's really her fault. might be her upbringing. might be the environment in which she lives. But either way, we had this dog, and her name was Emma, and I was always friendly with the dogs, I thought they were nice, and I can't remember which one we had with her, because we always had two, so I'm not sure which one was the second dog, but Emma needed grooming pretty regularly, um, not only was it Texas, but, you know, it's hot, but then a Cocker Spaniel, their coat needs to look nice, so my dad bathed the dogs every single week, but, the, um, the, um, you know, the hair needed cutting. So my mother found out where Melissa took her dog, the mother of Emma. And then that was going to be our groomer. And um, so she would go pretty regularly, maybe, you know, once a quarter or something like that. And, you know, she'd be gone most of the day. It was kind of a nice day in the house when she would be gone. And then my dad would go pick her up. One grooming visit, my dad goes to pick her up. And she just jumps right there. No, it was the opposite. I was thinking she jumped right in the car. No, she didn't. She did not want to go with him. And my dad's like, come on, Emma, what's wrong with you? And she did not want to go with him. She did not want to get in the back seat of his car. She wanted nothing to do with him. And the lady's like, come on, keep going, go ahead. And everyone's kind of easing her in. And my dad's super embarrassed because this dog does not want anything to do with him. Gets her home. She's real quiet. She's kind of sulking around. And he's like, gosh, Emma, what happened to you today at that groomer? Number one, your coat has never been more beautiful. And you have never been more calm and more wonderful to be around. I just can't believe what a wonderful dog you are. Whatever happened at that groomer today, it's fabulous. And so we spend the afternoon with her, and he is just complimenting her coat left and right. Just, oh, you have never been more beautiful. And after 5 o'clock, the phone rings, and it's the groomer, and she had given my dad the wrong dog. (laughs) Turns out Emma's mother had been at the groomer the exact same day. And my dad took home the mother, not Emma. And he was like, mm, no backs. We don't want her. <laughs> you can keep her. If we were taking this one, I'm pretty sure there's no mistake. He was like, no way. There's no way that we want the other one. We want this one. This one's beautiful. She's so sweet. She's so nice. She just lays in a corner sulking. Anyway, we had to go pick up the right dog. But <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So we had lots of dogs. We had I could told you we had a um English sheepdog, Jim Scott, and we had Scout, which was a black lab. And now uh I think Scout the Black Lab was our last dog. And um they all lived long. Like they all I mean, they always had great but it's so weird how much like we were not a dog family. And not, you know, into dogs. My dad walked the dog three times a day and, you know, to let it go out. We didn't have a fenced-in yard, so they couldn't hang out outside. So the only way to take them out was on a leash. So um, he would walk them three times a day. And they all, I mean, they all seem to be happy dogs. I have no idea. Today's dogs are so different from dogs back then. Today, I mean, my dog recently went to the dentist. I mean, today's dogs are just completely different. So, and, and my dog runs the whole house. He's the boss, Kevin, Dachshund, black and tan Dachshund. He's called a miniature Dachshund, but he weighs 16 pounds. But he is like the bone structure of a mini. But he, I call him a maxi because um, he's pretty big. And, but short, low to the ground and just, he runs the whole house. And people say you should probably get a second one. Make him less anxious when you leave if you had a second one. And that probably is true. I've never tried it. We travel so much and we're gone so much that his dog sitting setup is pretty good, um, with his buddy Matt. So I don't Matt says he won't take care of a second dog, which everyone tells me, Oh, he's bluffing. If you had a second dog, he would do it. But I don't know. I don't want to test it, I don't want to try it. And Kevin's going to be nine in like a week or so. And um, so I feel like we have, you know, maybe nine more years, maybe. Oh, gosh, please tell me the dog isn't going to live to 18. I don't know if I can take that. But um, either way, it is just so strange how different dogs are in the house. I mean, this dog is the center of the room, whereas and, and almost like the way that people used to raise kids. When people used to raise kids, the kids were peripheral. You weren't, I mean, I've told y'all before, we weren't allowed to be seen nor heard. And that's how the dogs were. They were neither seen nor heard. And um, Kevin is like front and center. Goes everywhere with us and everywhere with me for sure. And, but really everywhere with us, travels with us, probably has more frequent flyer miles than the average person. And... Um, yeah, he's right in the middle of everything. So crazy. So crazy how different that is. Anyway, um, I love thinking about that dog. That Im- I was never close to her. She, I don't know. I. I, from her, I determined that I really liked male dogs better. I have no idea why, but I just kind of liked the personality of a male dog better. And so then when I got Kevin, that is what I wanted was specifically a male dog. So anyway, that is Emma. That is the story of Emma coming home. Well, no, not coming home. (laughs) Emma staying at the groomer and us bringing home the wrong dog. Anyway, hope you guys are doing great. And um, thanks for listening. Going to keep it short today. We got big action going on in this house. We'll talk about that later. But um, anyway, thanks for listening. I will chat with you soon. Take care.